Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. And once again, we are very honored to have with us a man of dignity, courage, respect, knowledge, insights, observations, and those about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights of the United States that I put a challenge anybody to top them on. And the most importantly, or sadly, how we've lost what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is supposed to mean. Uh, Judge Napolitano, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you, Gerald, today and every Wednesday. <laughs> you know, uh, th this article that you wrote, been, you know, about how we've lost our freedom. And uh, you said freedom's extinction. Freedom is always just one generation away from extinction. Ext extinction, Ronald Reagan said. And uh, you go on to detail how, uh, quote, and this is so important. The essence of that argument is that one person, one, excuse me, the essence of that argument is that our personal liberties are fragile since government is essentially the negation of liberty. Government is liberty's greatest threat. And you're referring back to the uh, December 1776, the spirit of 76, and I'm 76 now, so I'm fighting <laughs> for that American spirit. And um, you, you quote, Thomas Paine sensed a desperation throughout the colonies. It prompted him to write a candid and now iconic essay entitled, quote, The American Crisis, which began with the famous line, these are the times that try men's souls. We are going through this again. I mean, uh, the, these are the times that try men's souls uh, essay points out that, that liberty comes from our humanity and that government is the enemy of liberty. Reagan referred to the same thing when he said liberty is just a generation away from extinction. To me, to you, to the people watching and listening to us now, liberty is one nightmare away from extinction. Whether that nightmare is involving us in World War III, which we're already involved in uh, in Ukraine, whether that nightmare uh, is generating animosity toward the Chinese and justifying a war Joe Biden wants to fight uh, against the Chinese, or, or whether that nightmare is the some some domestic event, some false flag to terrify the American people into becoming subservient uh, to the government. That's how fragile liberty is. Uh, we are living on borrowed time and borrowed cash because <laughs> the cash that the banks lend out is the fake money that's been created by the Fed. Even when we have a good month, like fifteen uh, five hundred thousand new jobs and unemployment going down. The stock market goes down because the traders in the stock market are afraid of their masters at the Fed who will continue to raise interest rates to cool off the economy. But what they really want to do is to compensate for their profligate, miserable management of the economy that caused the inflation in the first place. So we have $2 trillion a year in more spending than we take in. That's 31 trillion in a hundred years. We have Republicans and Democrats cheering on Joe Biden 
wanting to give money away. The one time there was unity last night in that speech was when Republicans admitted they're in favor of Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, nowhere authorized in the Constitution. And then, of course, we have the saber-rattling uh, in the face of, of Vladimir Putin, uh, who is not a threat to us, but we are a threat to him. We, we have weapons at the Russian border. They don't have weapons at our border. The United States Senator publicly asked the president to have uh, Biden uh, assassinated, uh, Putin, forgive me, Putin assassinated. Putin's never threatened the United States or anybody here. Uh, people are afraid to admit that the United States government is wrong, that the war is useless and fruitless and wasteful, that it destroys human life and wastes American assets and extends a war that the Ukrainians cannot win. All right, that's a lot to unpack. I admit that. But that's the, the answer of why freedom is on the verge of extinction. Spending money that we don't have here, fake money, starting wars. Well, well, you know, uh, Reagan, he got it right. I mean, he said freedom was one, what did you say, one generation away, and it's happened. I mean, look at the COVID war. Lock down your business. Stand six feet apart. Wear a mask. You know, all this stuff. You have to, no, no jab, no job. I mean, this is, this is unprecedented. Yes. An Operation Warp Speed gene therapy inoculation, the first ever injected into the human body, and now we're seeing all the facts coming out about, you know, the details of the fraud that it is, along with the masks thing. You know, again, you know the Operation uh, Warp Speed uh, concocted under the Trump administration. Trump probably felt he had no choice but to come up with the government doing something. It's very, very dangerous when the government does something just to prove pe to people that it's doing something. It was a trial run to show how pliant the American public yep. would be when the government wants to clamp us down. The police went along with it. The military looked the other way. Governors mocked the Bill of Rights. Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, famously told uh, Tucker Carlson, Bill of Rights, it's above my pay grade. What did he say? Well, Tucker Carlson asked, Governor Phil Murphy, how do you justify locking people down in New Jersey, shuttering businesses and schools and churches in the face of the Bill of Rights? You took an oath to uphold the Bill of Rights. Murphy said, Tucker, the Bill of Rights is above my pay grade. Well, that's reprehensible. A, a public official that has an attitude like that is unworthy of the public trust. Oh, he's a clown, an arrogant little nothing of a boy. You call a guy like this out man to man, he wouldn't know whether to shit or piss. They're only <laughs> arrogant when they got all their people, their guards around them and everybody else. Look at the little clowns. You mentioned about assassinating Putin. That was what, from Lindsey Graham? Yes. A little clown, there's not a war that that little jerk ever didn't vote for or demand more war weapons. He won't go fight. Could you imagine little Chucky Schumer going to fight? Look at these little clowns that are telling us what to do. It's a disgrace. All, it's they a disgrace. Do, all they want to do is to take our property and give it away so that they can get reelected. And, and they, one time there was bipartisan 
uh, applause for Joe Biden, uh, which turned my stomach because there's only four or five people in that room that understand the Constitution. They didn't applaud. Uh, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, Chip Roy, and Thomas Massey uh, was when Joe Biden said, we're going to keep giving away money in Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, and we're going to lock it in so that we don't have to vote for it uh, each time. It's just one third of all the money the federal government collects goes right out to uh, to transfer payments. Uh, Senator Rick Scott uh, suggested an amendment to the Constitution, which would provide that all federal laws would sunset five years after they're written. All. And if they're really any good, Congress would have to reenact them. You know who was in favor of that? Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson wanted the Constitution itself to sunset once every 20 years so people would look at it and decide uh, if they really want it. But we're actually laboring today under laws enacted in the LBJ years, which prevent Congress from touching Social Security, uh, Medicare, and Medicaid. So that money comes right in and goes right out. In utter violence of the Constitution, which requires a vote, and a public recording of the vote, and a public recording in, in a general ledger of all government expenditures. Congress well, doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. It hates the Constitution because it's an obstacle to them uh, mistreating the government so that it will exist as an instrument to keep them in power. Well, as far as Medicaid and Social Security, considering that they're stealing all this money in federal taxes from us. You know, why not give us back a little bit? Well, they shouldn't be taking it in the first place. Well, that's what I'm saying. But what you know, FDR what's, what's said, the tax, we're going to take the tax rate, 40, 50 percent federal tax. Yes. FDR, we're going to take this money and hold it for you in an account for you. Baloney, yeah. they don't hold anybody's money. The money that's being paid out is far more than the money that's coming in. It's just a Ponzi scheme. A pon if you yeah. or I did this, we'd end up like Bernie Madoff in jail for 120 years. Yeah, yeah no, again, look at all the money they're stealing from us in the name of taxes. Look at the bill that they, they just passed, what, a $1.7 trillion budget, and over half right. of it went to the military-industrial complex? Not a word about that in the media. Not a word. Correct. Not a Correct. word. Correct. You know, right. so what I mean, yeah, I want so I want my money back. Yeah, but if it's a fraud anyway, you're getting pennies back compared to what you're paying in taxes. You get nothing, nothing. You know, going on to what you were talking about with, um, you know, you, you talked about the job numbers. Those job numbers, by the way, that those are adjusted job numbers. They're not real job numbers. When you came, you go back to last year, they were over 100,000, 104,000 jobs that they said created never existed before. So these are just adjusted numbers. So they're going to decline them. They, they're going to go down again. They're making this stuff up. These are adjusted numbers. They, there's The estimates are 2.5 million jobs were lost. And then again, you know, we write a magazine every week. You go back to December, not ancient history. 35,000 temporary workers were fired during the height of the holiday season. Holiday sales were down. So these numbers are artificial. And by the way, when temporary workers are fired, that's your signal 
of a, a real slowdown in the economy. You go back to the panic of 08. They started firing temporary workers back in 2007. Go back to the dot-com bus, same thing. So these numbers are adjusted. They're making this stuff up. Well, they're government numbers. I yeah. Mean, the, government, the government exists by lying. Yeah, and, and talking about existing by lying, uh, yesterday the uh, clown playing the president of the United States, another arrogant guy, a little draft-dodging freak. He's a couple of years older than me. He got a bunch of deferments. And there hasn't been a war that he hasn't pushed for, promoted, and wanted more of. Joe Biden, you know, gave his State of the Union. What union? State of the Slave Land address yesterday. And I, I didn't listen to it. You know, you know, I don't want to hear it. I hear enough bullshit every day. I didn't want to listen to his. What, what was your take on it? Well, I went to bed early, so I didn't listen to it either. But I did watch... Uh, the clips uh, from it uh, this morning, you know, it was a, a political pep rally and all presidents do it. But what really turned my stomach is when he quite properly accused Republicans of wanting to reduce Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and they booed saying, no, we don't want to reduce it. We're in favor of it. Well, where is that in the Constitution? And what do Republicans stand for today? So they're embracing Joe Biden and embracing their Democratic colleagues on issues that are profoundly unconstitutional and have to do with giving away money. They stand for nothing. We don't have two political parties there, with a few exceptions in both parties. We have one big government party with a Democrat wing that likes war and taxes and individual welfare and a Republican wing that likes war and deficits and corporate welfare, and they both will rub each other's backs to stay in power. That's what unified people around Joe Biden last night. It was enough to turn your stomach. What did he say about the Ukraine war? Anything? Yes, he did. It's a war to, uh, to save civilization. It's a war to save the dignity of America and Europe. Joe, I defy you to tell Gerald or me or anybody watching us now how American lives, property, or national security are at stake in this war. Joe, what is your goal? Is it removal of the Russian army and Russian citizens from Crimea? That's impossible. Is it removal of Vladimir Putin from office? Well, that'll start World War III. Are the Russian soldiers and Russian citizens in Crimea or Vladimir Putin in office even remotely a threat to the United States of America? Joe, tell me how. He can't answer this stuff. And what was the reaction from the Repulsivkins when he talked about the war? They love it. They love war. It's, it's the Lindsey Graham uh, crowd. You were quite right uh, earlier. I don't know what Senator Graham's personal history is. I think he's in the Air Force Reserve. Yeah, right. I think he's a general in the Air Force Reserve. But be that as it may, he, like his his mentor, John, uh, the late John McCain, never met war or somebody else's blood that they couldn't cheer about. Uh, the Republicans are falling uh, in line. There's a group of Republicans. They were the ones that initially opposed uh, the speakership of Kevin McCarthy. They're all against the war, but there's only that's only a handful. That's only 20 of them. 
the overwhelming majority of Republicans in the, uh, the Congress are in favor of this war. And of course, presidents like war because presidents like to kill. They kill because they can. It's killing they can get away with. You know, this is satanic, what you just, just said. I mean, if somebody, if a murderer goes in and, and kills a bunch of people, that's big news. But presidents could kill millions and, and they're saluted for it. Correct. As I, as I said, you know, I, I did a, um, uh, a, an interview with uh, Colonel McGregor. And at the end, he said, you know, God bless America. And I said, what God would bless America for their wars? This isn't, this isn't a God. This isn't what God preaches. And all these clowns, like, like I said, like a, a Biden claims to be, they be a Catholic, a devout Catholic, a practicing Catholic. You know, you don't practice war as a practicing Catholic if you believe in the Prince of Peace. Right. You know, Jesus Christ, you know, I'm not pr promoting one way or another. I'm just saying what hypocrisy it all is. Correct. Correct. And, and there's no blowback at all. The media is totally pro-war. They don't have anybody on speaking about peace. Correct. Media, um, according to McGregor, uh, and according to our other friend, Phil Giraldi, is totally in the hands of the CIA and the MI6, by which I mean MI6, the British intelligence, CIA, the American theoretically foreign intelligence, even though we know they spy on us domestically in violation of their charter and numerous federal laws, uh, are both feeding information to the media in order to get the pro-war, uh, pro-government, anti-Russia message out, even in, of all places, uh, Fox News, the New York Times, uh, the Wall Street Journal, and, and the Washington Post. So that's basically what we hear. The, the, the peace message is being heard on places like your podcast and mine and the podcasts of other uh, anti-war, pro-peace, pro-small government uh, libertarians, but it's not anywhere uh, in the mainstream uh, media. McGovern and our other colleague, Gerald, um, Scott Ritter, have said over and over again, the war is over. Ukraine cannot win. And yet, and yet the West is still supplying material. Uh, it came out over the weekend that Poland considered annexing the Western part of Ukraine and calling it a Polish protectorate, and then coming up with the ruse that if Putin attacked anything there, would be attacking Poland, and that would trigger Article 5 of the NATO Treaty, and that would make all of Europe come into war. To think, to think that the president of Poland actually wanted this to happen, to think that we're going to take over uh, Ukraine and call it a protectorate, uh, to think that they would have done this to orchestrate World War III. Uh, where are American troops? The 101st Airborne is in Poland. What is it doing? Training with 90,000 Polish troops in Poland. Where are they located? About 10 miles from the Ukraine. Are they playing chess? No, they're at the ready. 24 hours across the border. That's a hair trigger. We're a hair trigger away from American boots on the ground and, and a real European war like we haven't seen since 1939. You know, the, um, again, the media, a couple of things, they hire people from government. The facts are there. There's one after another, they get out of government and they go into the media 
And number two, about what we're talking about, how the media keeps promoting uh, the war and the lies that Russia is losing. Although they have some 20% of the land that they didn't have before the war began, and the other issue that they destroyed well over 50 to almost 70% of Ukraine's power and energy infrastructure. But here's the headline from Yahoo News. This isn't ancient history. This is four days ago. Putin inventing, quote, new type of military after Ukraine liquidated almost his entire army. Uh, uh, that just Russian dictator Vladimir Putin has begun to invent a new type of military because his entire army has been nearly liquidated by the armed forces of Ukraine. You know who they quote? Ivan Krzyzewski, whoever, quote, an expert writing for the Ukraine Defense Express military news outlet. Oh, okay. Well, Ivan, Ivan is obviously saying what President Zelensky wants him to say, but there's no truth whatsoever in that. Putin has between three and 500,000 troops who will begin the long, slow, inexorable, unstoppable march uh, into Ukraine next week. Now let's go there let's, by the 24th, which is the, you know, they like anniversaries over there. He wants them there by the 24th of February, which is the anniversary of the start of this conflagration. And again, these clowns, these, these media whores, these prostitutes, they never wrote about Bush's losing wars. Right. They never wrote about the 10, the, what, 20 years almost in Afghanistan. They didn't say how defeated Putin uh, or Bush was, but anyway, Oh, and these are the same military experts that are giving us that the advice. This is from the New York Times yesterday. Russia-Ukraine war. As Russia amasses troops in East, questions remain about its ability to sustain an offensive. This is from Business Insider yesterday. Ukraine says Russia faced its deadliest day in the war yet with over 1,000 troops killed in a 24-hour period. Ukraine says, how about Mickey Mouse told Donald Duck? There you go. It's the same level uh, of credibility. And as we speak, um, President Zelensky is in uh, Great Britain. I didn't know this. Great Britain is the second largest supplier of military yeah. The material to uh, to Ukraine. I thought it was <clears throat> Germany after the U.S., but it's not. Uh, it's Great Britain. So they have that same uh, pro-war, let's draw other people's blood attitude that Joe Biden and, and the globalists and the American State Department have. You mean the British where the sun never set on the British Empire? <sighs> that British? The British that that study just came out and said when they occupied India, over 163 million people died because of what they did there. That, yes, that, that UK, the UK, that, UK. that, that the, with an inflation rate of about, um, I think it's about 10.5%. I think and, you're right. And the people are starving and the country's falling apart. 
and they're sending all this money to go fight war. Oh, right. and you talked about, you opened this up you, with, with your article about talking about, you know, the American revolution. And now the Americans have become the English way, the yes. murderous English way. Yes. The sun never sets on the American empire. You think we'd be in Ukraine or care about it if we didn't need their titanium and all their other, other natural resources? And, and because we want to keep Russia down, as we have been doing since the end of World War II? You we're, think we would have invaded Iraq if their major export was broccoli? <laughs> Knowing how the Bushes hated or hate broccoli, you're exactly right. And when you said the sun never sets on the British Empire, the sun never sets on the American military empire. Yep. Because we have nine... 103 military installations around the world. There isn't a single human being that can name or identify all of them, but it's a, it's a string all around the world. And by the way, we're beefing up our military installations in Taiwan and in the Philippines, again, getting ready for Joe Biden's war. He wants a bloody war to start before the election of 2024, because that's the only way he believes uh, he can get reelected. Unless, of course, the Republicans are stupid enough to nominate Donald Trump, then Joe wins in a cakewalk. Again, you know, it's the, uh, as I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. Right. And that's what they're doing. And again, that clown, uh, as you mentioned, uh, more bases in the Philippines, four more bases in the Philippines. Right. That arrogant guy who who the general, I wonder how many people he killed in Iraq as general Lloyd Austin, that then became sitting on the board of directors, the Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor is now our secretary of defense. It's not a revolving door. It's an open door, an open door of crime judge. Yes. Thanks so much for being on today. And thank you for all the knowledge and the, the wisdom and inspiration that you give us. And I appreciate it so much. And so does everybody that's listening. So thank you. And we'll see always, you. Always great to spend time with you, Gerald. All the best.